0: Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
1: Hunting deer in the rifle season really should be simpler and more straightforward than it is. But on this episode, I'm going to give you my top five tips for gun season success. Hey, and welcome to another episode of the New Hunter's Guide, the podcast and YouTube channel, helping new hunters get started and bringing new insights to all hunters. I'm your host, George Kanidis, and today we're going to talk about hunting deer in the gun season, specifically five tips to succeed in gun season. These are things that are unique or specific to or apply most often in the gun season of course i've done hundreds of episodes at this point um you know about hunting and most of them dedicated to deer hunting and there's lots of strategy and tips there for general deer hunting but when it comes to the gun season it's different. It is not just the same with a gun as it is the rest of the hunting and all the other hunting tips. A lot of things apply, but there are some things that are very unique to gun season and have nothing to do with how far you can shoot or shooting a deer with a firearm. Um, It's just, it's a totally different dynamic when it comes to gun season, mostly because of other hunters but also because of the season and the time of year that it is and what's happening in the deer habitat and life cycles at that point of the year. So gun season is a special time. It is something that a lot of hunters, this is how they started hunting, this is where they began or this is where they are beginning or if you're listening to this, this may be your first upcoming hunt it is a beautiful thing. Every gun season that comes around, even if I have already filled all my tags, I feel a longing to be out in the woods with a rifle. Whether it's uh, my old 3030 30 Winchester or it's my 308 um, or any other number of rifles, I just want to be out there. Even if I've already filled my tags, just there's something special about opening day of rifle season, and uh, it's a beautiful thing. But it is not the easiest time of the year to take a deer, um, and there are some very specific factors that you know, the day before wouldn't be true, but the day of become a big deal. So I wanna give you guys five tips, the five top tips I could think of to help you succeed specifically in gun season. And before we jump into them, guys, make sure you head to the website, newhuntersguide.com, and check out all the other episodes on deer hunting, as well as head to iTunes, leave a five-star review with comment. It is the number one way to grow the show, and you might as well hit subscribe while you're at it. All right, let's jump into it. Number one tip for hunting deer during the gun season, smart access to your spot. Wherever you're going to be, a tree, a blind, leaning up against the log, just standing there in the woods, people hunt all different ways. Um, you know, still hunting, this wouldn't apply so much and, or not same with deer drives. But if you're going to be setting up in a stationary position, which is probably what most hunters are going to be doing, smart access really, really matters. Okay, You don't want to just barrel through the woods, the, the, the straightest path. You want to get to your spot in a way that you are not disrupting the area that you're hunting in, that you're not walking through the area that you plan the hunt if you can avoid it, and that you are not making a whole lot of noise, or more importantly, leaving a whole lot of scent. All right, In the rifle season, deer become much more skittish. Than they are the whole year leading up to that. They have the least amount of cover. All right. It's a lot harder to hide. It's a lot harder to blend in. There's a lot of times during the summer and, and early fall, you know, deer can hide anywhere they want. So many times you go out to a blind or a stand and you sit down, there could be deer bedded down within 10 yards of you. You don't even know it. All right, and then you wouldn't even know it till a couple hours later when they decide to get up and and walk around. You're like, "Oh wow, there's a deer right there." And they are and they're more forgiving in the early season. But when you get to gun season, it is hard for them to find cover. They're more skittish than they normally are, mostly because of other hunters, but also because of the lack of cover. And so, scent and smell and disrupting the hunting area is gonna be a bigger deal this time of the year than it is the rest of the year. Especially once deer start getting shot at, at which point they become hypersensitive and before they could have cared less, they would have just walked right across your footsteps where you walked and you know they wouldn't have given two thoughts to it. but now they just catch that little bit of smell from your footprints and they're out of there. They they're, may not come any closer. they might or worse, they might stomp and, and snort at you and and then eventually run away after they've alerted every deer with an earshot that hey, there's danger over here. So whatever you can do to access your spot smart, leaving the least amount of scent, not disrupting the hunting area, and not spooking anything out on your way in or on your way out, if possible, is going to improve your odds of success. And now there's a compounding effect here that happens. A lot of guys and girls hunt the same spot day after day until they get their deer. In general, this is not a good strategy, especially during gun season. In the early season, it's not so bad. Um, it's still not great, you, you wear out a spot, doesn't matter what time of the year it is, but in gun season, when deer are hypersensitive, you're putting pressure on the land on a spot, and that is, that is gonna have the most impact on deer, especially local deer, um, of any other time of the year. And so if you hunt the same spot day after day after day, it's going to become less and less probable that you're going to shoot a deer from that spot unless it's a deer that's being pushed or bumped from somewhere else. And oftentimes, those are the deer getting shot after the second or so sit in any particular stand. It's not the local deer. They're not coming anywhere close to you because you spooked them out one or two days ago it is the deer that somebody spooked off of another property or shot at and missed or bumped when they got up and were walking around and now that deer's run a quarter of a mile half a mile and they've pushed onto the property that you're on and they don't know that you've been there spooking everything out and they walk across you're like ah my hard work paid off and in a sense it did but you're getting that deer because other hunters made mistakes not because you played the game well. Now, that's part of the that's part of though what makes rifle season so much fun is that there's more to it than just your own personal skill level, your own strategy. There it's it's like people are just rolling the dice and crazy things are happening and other hunters are doing dumb stuff which creates opportunities for other hunters and you can benefit from that. And I have and I'll take it. But you gotta, if you're hunting a spot and there's anything you can do to put less pressure on that spot, to alert fewer deer, to leave less scent, you want to do that. So smart access makes a big difference. Now it's not going to affect that random chance that you might get if somebody bumps a deer off another property but the deer that are on that property that you're hunting or in that area where you're hunting, you wanna maximize your chance of getting one of those deer. You don't wanna have to rely on another hunter making a mistake for you to take a deer because you weren't playing the game well. So smart access involves coming into your stand from the place that deer are least likely to be or travel while you're hunting them. So non-deer areas coming in quietly coming into your stand, uh, hopefully in areas with low brush, fewer things that are going to rub against you that you can leave scent on that deer can walk by and smell. Um, A lot of people really like to use scent elimination sprays and things like that to mask their scent. Um, I do usually use something. um, uh, My favorite one has been a Shield, and I will spray that on my boots, just my boots pretty much. This is the foot of my boot, all around the boot, any part of my boot that might touch the ground or the brush, and I do believe that makes a difference, but what those sprays and things are not going to do is mask your scent of you being there. It's coming off of your body into the air. That's not going to do anything for that, because even if you could eliminate every molecule of bacteria and odor on your body, clothing, and gear and just soak yourself in a bath of scent elimination spray you're still gonna breathe and that breath the air coming out of your lungs is gonna carry scent and so trying to do a whole lot with that is it's you get little results for much effort but if you do something like spray your boots and then you're leaving less scent in the footprints that you're walking in that can make a difference because then deer cross your scent trail and may not be alerted to it or may be less alerted to it. So that's something to consider. But smart access matters. You know, if you can walk in and, and just not touch anything, um, not rock through any brush, just figure out your path in so that you have minimal impact on the land. You're going to leave less scent. You're going to make less noise. You're going to create less of a disturbance and you're going to optimize your chance of success that day, but also work to not wear out the spot for other days. So smart access really matters. Number two, extra stealth. All right. You want to be extra stealthy In rifle season, which is the absolute opposite of what most people are. Most people try to be extra stealthy in bow season, and then in rifle season, they think, well, I can shoot a deer from 200 yards away. I don't need to be that stealthy and you can sometimes shoot a deer from that far away if you're a great shot and you have a rest and you're one of the few places where you can take shots that long. But most deer shot in rifle season are shot at 50 yards or less, within 50 yards. Some people, depending on where they are in the country, say within 30 yards. And so really, most deer are shot within archery distance during rifle season, if not just slightly outside of archery distance. And I can tell you pretty much every deer that I have shot, almost every deer that I've shot with a rifle, I could have also shot with a bow. So there's some truth to that. Of course, there are lots of exceptions, but nonetheless, you really want to be stealthy. Not because deer are you're you're hunting them so close but because deer are so skittish and because there's so much less cover so every movement stands out more every sound stands out more deer are, are so much more alert this time of the year everything that's going on is shocking their senses especially after the first day you get past opening day and deer have been shot at pushed moved ran out of town All of a sudden, they're much more acutely aware of movement, of sounds. I mean, you open a a candy bar or a pack bag of chips, and the noise that that makes, oh, it can be like nails on the chalkboard in the woods. You know, deer can hear that from much further than you think. They can hear it from much further than you can. And those kind of things can cost you a hunt. Because most of the time, before you see the deer, the deer are close enough to see, hear, or smell you. And anything that you do that you think you can get away with because you're hunting with a rifle, it just doesn't work that way. You want to be extra stealthy. The more quiet, the more silent, the less movement, the more you can hunt like a statue, the better. Now, if you're hunting out of a, a out of a box blind, shooting deer 200 yards away on a food plot, well, then, yeah, you can get away with all kind of stuff. But most of the time, that's not what's happening. But people hunt as if that's what's happening. They'll sit there, make a sandwich in their tree stand. They'll, you know, they'll bring a, a, you know, a little burner and they'll cook stuff in the tree stand. And I'm like, what are you doing? Like, no, the deer that you're hunting, that you're waiting to come out for you to hunt later, are likely very close to you. They're probably come in from the morning bed down. People think, well, at noon there's no deer moving, and so they're gonna you know cook something neat yeah well there may not be deer moving but that doesn't mean the deer aren't there they're often super close bedded down and then they get up that evening and you think oh well they just walk from a mile away and here they are some may do that but so much of the time you're spooking out the deer that were close to you if you didn't spook them out on your access and again they're way more sensitive this time of the year um, you know, I was talking to somebody just a couple of days before recording this and they were saying, you know, 20% of the hunters take 80% of the deer. They're saying there's a lot of pedestrians in the woods during rifle season. They're not hunters. They're just pedestrians with rifles. And every now and then they get lucky, but they're not hunting deer. They're just sort of bumbling around, doing stupid things, pushing deer around. And they're actually helping the hunters that are hunting smart and being stealthy because they're creating additional opportunities for them. But they're bumping deer they've never even seen. They didn't even know they bumped all these deer and pushed them onto another property to get shot by somebody else later. they don't know what they're doing. They have not listened to the dozens of deer hunting episodes available on the New Hunter's Guide. And they're just out walking around in the woods with a gun. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that still hunting is not a viable form of hunting with a rifle. It is viable. I have shot deer still hunting. It can be a lot of fun, but it has a time, it has a place. There are certain days, there's certain habitats, there's certain situations when it works. And then there's a certain hunting style and skill set that you need to make it work well. You need extra stealth though in the deer hunting and if you're in, in the rifle season for deer hunting and if you're still hunting, you need even more stealth than you do if you're sitting and hunting. Number three, you need to play the wind just like you do any other time of the year, that matters. But you also need to play other hunters. All right, so this is the big one. So rifle season in my state, Pennsylvania, is marked by the emergence of the Orange Army. All right, you just, all of a sudden, the woods are just full of people wearing orange, carrying guns around, Um, just boom, overnight. It's like an army of a million people is mobilized and has now filled the forests. And everywhere you look, it seems. If you're driving around, you know, at 9 a.m. on opening day, it's like you just see dots of orange everywhere on every hillside and every valley. It's amazing any deer survive. And the reason they do survive is because 80% of those people are idiots. They have no idea what they're doing. They're completely clueless. They're just out walking, standing, sitting, cooking, doing whatever. They have no concept of hunting. I know because I used to be one of them. And I went three seasons, I think it was before I took my first year. And, uh, you know, I just reached a point where I was like, what am I doing wrong? Like, this is not working. I mean, I keep coming out here all these days, all these times, and I'm just not getting any traction. Nothing's happening. And most people just keep doing that. They never come to this epiphany like, something's not working. I got to change something. I need to make a significant change and they just keep doing the same thing that doesn't work or every couple years they get a deer and they think, you know, their strategy is successful. I I am not okay with a deer every couple years. Um, you know, my philosophy is that if my odds are less than 50% of taking a deer on any given hunt, I'm messing up. I'm doing something wrong. I want to have a 50% or higher success rate or potential success rate you know if a deer walks by and i decide i don't want that one i'm gonna wait for another deer a bigger deer an older deer whatever the case may be that was still an opportunity that's still counted right that counted as a you know opportunity to take a deer home i could have taken that deer home but you know that counts as as a one all right if I don't see a deer that I can shoot, well, that's a zero. And if I don't have at least 50% of the days where I saw a deer I could have taken home or did take home, I feel like I have, have done something wrong. Now I might go, you know, five, 10 hunts waiting for a particular buck or a buck of certain size. And I may, you know, pass others, but If I'm not at least seeing a shootable deer 50% of the time I'm in the woods, I'm that to me, that's a miss. Now I might hunt 10 days without taking a deer, but I should have at least passed on a deer on five of those hunts. Otherwise I feel like I'm in a bad spot. I'm not doing something right. I need to make some changes. I didn't scout right. I didn't set up right. I just, I missed it somewhere, somewhere between the prep and the execution. I'm doing something wrong. But a lot of people, they never come to any kind of conclusion like that. And so they're just out in the woods doing whatever, thinking maybe they'll see a deer and maybe they will. But what happens when that's going on is one, tremendous pressure is being exerted on deer. Now, you don't think about it because you're like, well, you know, any day of the year, anybody could walk out in the woods, spook a deer and the deer runs away and no big thing has happened. That's right. However, rare is it that you go out into the woods and you spook a deer and that deer runs 100 yards and then gets spooked by somebody else and then that deer runs another direction and then 30 minutes later gets spooked by somebody else and then runs another direction, gets shot at by 16 people because it just crossed public land without realizing it, somehow survives, wounded or not wounded, and goes on. Well, that deer is... That that deer is... uh, It's not thinking the same way. It is on guard. It is living on adrenaline. Any sense that it has of danger, it is going to follow up on that. And, you know, it's not even the end of day one. And there's how many weeks of gun season in your state. And so, you know, you're just this tremendous pressure is being exerted upon deer. So what you want to do is use that to your advantage. That's the name of the game. You want to use that hunting pressure to your advantage. Now, what that may mean is setting up in areas where you believe deer are going to be pushed by hunters in other areas. Thinking through, okay, when hunters come in here, when they come on this property, when they come onto that public land, when they push across this area, where are those deer going to go? Well, they're going to run this way and that way. They're going to look for cover. How far are they going to go? And so then you find pinch points. You find funnels. You find the heavy cover areas where those deer are going to flee to. And you set up in them or on the way to them in order to catch and to funnel the deer that everybody else is spooking. So you use other hunters being idiots almost as a deer drive to push the deer to you. And, and you want to be mindful of that. The opposite is setting up in what would be a smart place to hunt during archery season, except you're not taking into account that a wave of 100 people are just going to walk right through there while you're sitting there and spook out every deer with 100 miles, and there will not be a deer that walks through that area for the next three weeks. And so, seemed like a good idea, seemed like a good plan, until the Orange Army came out and just blew up your spot. And so what you want to do now that may mean you got to come in extra early. And you got to go deep into the woods. And you got to go further than anybody's going to go or further than anybody can go quickly, and you need to find places, you know, be good to scout them in the early season and set up in places where you know when that wave of orange comes into the wood, that those deer are going to get pushed to you and you have the opportunity at them as as they go past you fleeing from the orange army to come and so if you can use other hunters to your advantage rather than having other hunters blow up your opportunities then your success rate is going to go up significantly and this can really make or break how you hunt and the way that you hunt and what your success rate is It's one of the things that I love about archery season is it strategy between me and the deer in rifle season. There is still strategy between me and the deer, but there is just as much strategy between me and the other hunters and trying to figure out what are they going to do? Where are they going to go? Okay. Sometimes you sit there and think, okay, the dumbest people are going to do this. The smarter people are going to do this. The smarter people still, well, they're not going to be here because they wouldn't walk into this disaster that's going to unfold on this public land here. And so you think through, okay, what's going to happen? What are these people going to do? Now, some of that just comes by experience and by being out there and by watching other hunters and by being the dumb hunter for a couple seasons and then learning from those mistakes Um, but a lot of his observation you watch and you see and you have other people blow up your spot and you didn't think anybody knew about this spot and then a dozen people walk through there before 10 a.m. on opening day and you're like what in the world is happening and so you know some of these tips you know you can lodge this information in your brain but being able to apply it is going to take some practical experience first now still hunting can be a great way to use other hunters to your advantage if you can get away from the areas that other hunters have blown up or you can get out there first. All right a lot of people they like to get out super early get to their tree stand get to their blind sit there for an hour or two before daylight. Well if you can use that extra hour or to just to go further into the woods and then hunt back towards where everybody else, the lazier people are going to start, they're going to push deer to you and you can intercept those deer while you're on your way to them. And so you know, thinking like this and understanding your, your area and how people hunt the land that you have access to, you'll be able to build strategies. Number four, adapt as the season goes on. Okay. Opening day is a unique day. There's no other day like it. It's a fun day. It's an amazing day. It's a crazy day. It's a frustrating day. It can be super exhilarating. It can be super disappointing. Um, just because there are so many hunters out there, there is so much going on. There's so many variables. So many people are pushing deer, moving deer, pushing deer towards you or away from you. And you know what? You just, you got to learn your area. It might take you a couple seasons before you really come up with a good strategy to hunt the land you have available to you. But opening day, crazy things go on and anything can happen. Anything can happen. You know, you you could completely blow it or other people could completely blow up your spot and then... You know, dozens of people on any property or area surrounding you could push deer right out in front of you and you still get an opportunity. Opening day is one of those unique days that it can be a great day to hunt from dawn until dark. I am not an advocate of hunting all day long. However, there are certain days like opening day of rifle season or a couple days during the peak rut when the weather's just right where hunting the whole day can be productive. That may not be the same spot for the whole day, but so many people are moving deer when deer wouldn't normally move that you can have opportunities. So you want to be able though, to adapt because day two is different. Day three is very different. And beyond day three, the the season is a completely different game. So, you know, day two is like half of what day one was less people less opportunities, less chances. The deer are more spooked, but you can still absolutely have a high degree of success. Day three diminished much more. Beyond that, deer are often just completely and totally done. They are They're fearful, they're frightened, they're hiding, they're extra sensitive, and oftentimes if the pressure's high enough, they will just not move during daylight, or hardly at all. So you need to adapt and change as the season goes on. A good spot for opening day may not be a good spot three days later. However, a bad spot on opening day could be a good spot three days later. There are certain places that the deer just normally wouldn't go, but once they've been chased and shot at everywhere else, they will look for those safe places where there has been no other hunters and no other pressure, and there may not normally be good places. There may not, you know, if you scouted those places before the season, you wouldn't find any sign you would never want to hunt there. You would never go to that spot because, Deer aren't coming through there, deer aren't using that area, they're not bedding there, they're not eating there, they're not sleeping there, they're not passing through there. It's just not a place that has much appeal to deer. Except that it's far out there, it's isolated, it's a place that's hard to get to where people don't want to go, or people just don't go because there's no sign. But after a few days of being shot at in all the places where there was sign, deer may retreat to those positions. And the only way to learn that, those places is by experience. You can study some, look at maps, walk around, theorize, hypothesize, but deer will find places that are safe. And so if you can locate those safe places, they, you will find they're often the same safe places year after year. And if it's safe this year, it's probably going to be safe next year. And a lot of hunters never key into this because they just they scouted or they did whatever and there's no sign there, so they don't go there. And so, you know, you the only way to find these places is by scouting and hunting them in the middle of the rifle season. And if you can identify a couple, then you can put those on your list to revisit next year. Like there were no deer here before rifle season, there's no deer here after rifle season, but during the season. By the midway through the first week, deer are here because they. this is one of the few places that nobody else is going. You know, the altitude might be on top of a hill, might be in a marsh, could be any any number of places. They wouldn't normally come here because there's not much food or whatever the case is. But now, because they have been shot at everywhere else, they're going wherever nobody's shooting at them. And so you can use that to your advantage. Um, you know there's all sorts of different factors here and variables that would make one of these kind of places but the, the big thing is where are the other hunters at where's the hunting pressure at and so if you're hunting purely private land and there's nobody on that land but you and there's these I mean it's a thousand acres and these deer are not being pressured by other people none of this really matters You know, you could hunt just, you can have the same stand two days in a row. You can be fine, but I would then move and rotate, hunt different places, especially as the wind changes. Don't just keep going to the same place every day because then the deer will pattern you. And so uh, the other thing is, you know, if deer have a regular movement pattern, which they almost always do, and you sit in a place from dark until dawn and no deer move through there, well, are there really much better odds that deer will move through there tomorrow? Now, they may. There's lots of reasons why deer won't do the exact same thing every day. However, they are very much creatures of habit. So if you put 24 hours in a place and there are no deer, I would not I wouldn't do another 24 hours there if I had other places I could go. Cuz there's somewhere and if they're not there they may very well be somewhere else so you want to adapt and change as the season goes on number five you want to hunt the right times of the day all right opening day can can not always but can be a good day to hunt the whole day because other hunters are creating opportunities for you even in the middle of the day people get up at noon and just decide I'm done I'm going to lunch and they bump a deer that runs in front of you well That was a hunter-created opportunity, but because you were there at noon, you got that opportunity. Day two can be a good day to hunt all day. Nowhere near as good as day one, but it's your next best day, period, for the whole season. Beyond that, the game changes a lot. Hunting all day is not very productive. Now, there's always a chance. We're talking about wild animals in the forest, in the woods. Anything can happen any day. You can shoot a deer any day of the year at any time of day. Anything's possible. But movement during the daylight and the middle of the day drops massively. Deer have been pressured, deer are frightened, deer are fearful, deer are very wary, they've been completely disrupted from their natural patterns, there's been a lot of people, a lot of scent in the woods, a lot of things going on, and now deer are just doing whatever they can do to lay low. They're doing whatever they can to just not exist during daylight, to just lay low and be motionless if if they've been pressured and there's too many people out there, and also This time of the year, the days are short. They are nowhere near as long as they were in September. They are much shorter. So it's not that difficult for them to sit for the most of the day. And so hunting midday gets really bad after the first couple days of the season. Mornings are the next to evaporate. And what you end up with is the most productive time of day becomes the last hour or two before dark. And so what happens is deer coming in and bedding down at dawn or before dawn or maybe shortly after dawn. And oftentimes they are, they're so spooked. They're so everything. They're just trying to sit still and not move until it gets dark again. But as the sun starts going down, they start to feel safer. They're also getting really hungry because they've been sitting much longer. They're suppressing feedings. They're missing meals, trying to survive the season. Talking especially about bucks here. And so if they're going to get up and move, they're going to get up and move. Now their stomach is pushing them and driving them to find food. It's getting darker. They're feeling safer and they're going to be up and moving if at all during the daylight during the last couple hours. So once you get past those first two days of the season, now if you take the whole week off the hunt, well hunt all day, every day. But if you have to moderate your time and, and pick and choose Then I'd say if you're going to hunt all day, hunt all day the first day of the season. If you really want to do another all day hunt, well, the second day would be the next best one. But then I would go to evening only hunts. Get out there three or four hours before daylight ends and then hunt those spots. You know, wait for those deer to get up and to start moving. Now, hunting pressure is going to decline after the first day and the second day. You're going to have fewer hunters in the woods with the exception of the weekends. Then it all comes rushing back full force, but you're going to have fewer hunters in the woods. And so, you know, you might feel like, well, now, you know, it's day four. There's not as many hunters out there, so I should hunt all day. Yeah, but the deer are spooked. They're, they're already retreated. They're, they're already being quiet. They're already laying low. The damage is done. And there are still hunters out all day, every day. And then every weekend they're getting a massive shot in the arm of paranoia, if not lead. And then it just, the cycle continues until the season ends and the deer have a week or two to sort of decompress and and begin to return to normal habitat and lifestyle functions. So you wanna adjust your time of day. Some people, they just love hunting in the morning. Just love it. They love being out in the morning. I'm a morning guy. I like to hunt in the morning too. However, once you get towards the latter part of the deer season with a rifle, I would, I would take, you know, I'd take one evening for three mornings because I think the odds are that much better. I really think it's you three to one better odds in the evening than in the morning once you get to, to that part of the season. So Guys, I really hope this is helpful for you. Again, head to the website, New Hunter's Guide. Check us out on iTunes. Hit subscribe. Check out the YouTube channel for sure. Thank you guys so much for listening. I really appreciate you. Till next time, God bless you, and go get them in the woods.